Hello, I'm Amanda. And I'm Noelle. Welcome to our first ever episode of Wondering Wanderers. Today, we're going to give you guys a little bit of background information about ourselves, some prior beliefs that we've had, and how we both got into meditation. Yes. Thanks, Noelle. So I am a 34-year-old. I'm a California native. I've moved around quite a bit, but I've spent most of my life in Southern Orange County, California. I am 33. I spent the first chunk of my life in Fontana. And at about 15, I moved out to Southern Orange County. All right. So I think what we discussed earlier is that we wanted to just kind of let the people know or anyone who's listening that where we were before and to how we got to where we are now. So growing up, my family was Catholic. I went to Catholic middle school. um, So, you know, church during the week as well as church during the weekend. And um, I wouldn't say I had a very close relationship with God. I don't think much of Catholicism is about that, but it was more memorized prayers. And then when I was around 20 years old and I just started, you know, opening my mind and finding more information, um, I just really started questioning everything and sort of, you know, speculating about stuff. And I just kind of made a decision that, you know, it just wasn't adding up. Right. And a lot of the things that I was taught in Catholicism just didn't make sense to me. And I kind of went to the opposite end of the spectrum where I would say I was an atheist probably for about 10 to 12 years. And I would say when I was around 30, that's when my mind really, really started expanding um, into just all kinds of things, questioning anything and everything, right? And I definitely think having that mindset has gotten me to where I am today. No, definitely. I uh, grew up with a single mom who kind of bounced from church to church, religion to religion. Uh, I was baptized, but we also would do studies with Jehovah Witnesses, Catholics. We would, you know, read any kind of Bible pretty much that came our way. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate growing up in a house where it was pretty open-minded as far as religion. And I was always taught to take whatever parts of those religions felt right to me and kind of run with it, but that I didn't have to fully believe everything to have a belief in God. Although I did in all of that, meet a lot of people who teach and preached what they did not practice themselves. Mm-hmm. And it really also led me to being an atheist the majority of my adult life. You know, mm-hmm. I had no belief in the traditional sense of God. There being this, you know, white guy that created everything. <laughs> I just, I could not get behind that. Uh, honestly, I think the book that opened my eyes the most was the autobiography of a yogi. Um, It talks a lot about self-realization and how God is within you. And that was the first thing that really sparked interest in me to learn more. And that touched me in a different way. Like I just instantly knew that like, that was right. Right. Something within me just resonated with it so deeply. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that as I got older and the more people I talked to and, you know, whether it was Catholics or Christians, I went to a couple of different types of churches and I realized that these people, exactly what you said, 
they were, you know, preaching this, that, and whatever. And the more and more I got to know these certain people, I could see, you know, there's a major discrepancy here. I was kind of questioning like, well, that's not anything what I think, you know, is God-like or, you know, Jesus-like or whatever you want to call it. And the more I question that, and I mean, I'm going to be pretty blunt here, shocker, um, you know, when it, the big scandal around the Catholic church, right. Where oh, yeah, it's like, course. okay, you know, what was going on? Well, these, you know, priests are unfortunately molesting little children, you know, but I'm going to hell like for saying damn. Right. And the way that I was brought up in Catholicism, like, honestly, you feel guilty for being alive. Like, I think of course. there was so much shame, so much guilt for anything good, anything pleasurable. And well, doesn't it also make you question if they actually believe what they're even teaching? Like, if they believe that you honestly could go to hell for the small things, that they would willingly make that choice for themselves right. by still doing these things? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. And that was just the eye-opening thing. And I just, I couldn't subscribe to it anymore. And that's when I decided I went off, I guess, the deep end, you would call it, right? And I started getting into R Richard Dawkins's book, um, you know, The God Delusion and this and that, and just really kind of in search for answers, right, um, mm. for, for something else. And then I would say, you know, for most of those 10 years, though, I wouldn't say I was in uh, eternal search, but I kind of just, you know, I got really busy with work, you know, all these other things or quote unquote, as I like to call now, distractions, right? Um, and, uh, kind of got further and further away of what I believe to be my true self, you know, and it just so happens what a coincidence, um, when the world stopped, right. For everybody COVID this year, up uh, around March, everything slowed down. And I finally had time again to get back to all these questions that, I had that I felt were unanswered, right? And that things, taking a look at the state of the world, the state of myself, the state of everything, and really, really, really wanting to take a deep dive into that to rediscover, you know, why are we here? What are we doing? What the hell am I doing? Because God only knows, that's for sure, because I don't know. But, you know, and, and it's, it took something that world-changing as, you know, this pandemic, whatever your scandemic in my eyes, but that's for another, another day. Um, <laughs> another episode. Yes. Yes. To, to really, to stop me, like literal, put a force stop on me to start questioning these things. And in my opinion, it has been the best, what, 10 months of my life. Um, so I'm really excited. When did you make that, that big change, I guess, that really, really started this quest? I know you mentioned the book, but how long ago was that? Yeah, I found that book, I want to say maybe four years ago. And I, I kind of sat on it for a while. I didn't really think too much of it. And then uh, I had some free time and I re-listened to it on Audible. And after that, I kind of started finding people on YouTube. This guy, Aaron, and another guy, uh, Clark. Clark mm -hmm. Sorry. And uh, that kind of led me down this rabbit hole where I found Abraham Hicks and all these different people who really talk about source energy opposed to uh, a God figure. Oh, right. And again, that just, it resonated with me so much that afterwards 
I feel like I bought every book in Barnes and Nobles <laughs> to dive deeper into this. And, uh, so do their books, do they specifically talk about meditation? You know, Abraham does. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if a lot of people have listened to her. Her name is actually Esther Hicks. Abraham is who she channels. And she talks about how she was able to get in touch with that source through meditation is how it all started. And, you know, I've definitely searched for that within myself mm -hmm. and I, I have a long way to go before I reach that level, I feel like, but I have also hit some amazing revelations in the last few years as well. So, so you've been meditating, you'd say for what, three, three, four years? Uh, I'd say a solid three years. The first year was kind of touch and go. I'd read stuff here and there, but in between, you know, I'd read some business books and other things. I wasn't fully invested. Uh, I feel like not really having a religion in my life for so long mm -hmm. felt okay. Right. It, it felt like it wasn't something that I necessarily needed. Mm -hmm. And I, I was kind of almost standoffish about going into it in any way. And after a while, I just kind of felt like, you know, maybe I took a step so far back from it that I actually had a clear mind for once, that I wasn't going to judge everything the same way I had judged previous religions. Because this, this is so much more than a religion. This is truth. Yeah. And that's, I feel like my story is more like your crazy white woman working, lost herself, drinking, Adderall, whatever, you know, story. And, you know, then you have, I think these things come out on our social media or, you know, in magazines like yoga, right. Became this big thing and calm your mind and mind, body, spirit. Right. So definitely my intro to meditation was, um, just, I think me having like anxiety attacks, panic, like trouble sleeping without drinking stuff like that. And, um, you know, the Calm app, I think, became really popular and people, somebody, I think, recommended it to me, right? And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've heard and seen videos of why it's good and whatnot, and I would do it. And it, it just, it was so hard, right? Like, I, I was like, I can't even do this for five minutes. But I remember, you know, seeing like the little meme or whatever, that was a joke that like, oh, if you just meditate for five to 10 minutes a day, and if you think you don't have time, meditate for an hour a day. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it was that type of thing in those apps that kind of get me going on it, but nothing, um, you know, that was a revelation or anything. I think again, until, as I mentioned before, like this hard stop and really focusing in and kind of having this almost breakthrough right of an experience because at the end of the day I think I'm so stubborn like somebody could come down probably from the sky and tell me or whatever that oh this is going to work for you but like unless I see it touch it feel it like experience it myself that's just the way I am like I it's not life-changing for me and I think until I finally had that full stop, was really focusing in on and had that experience of just calm and inner peace, right? I think that wasn't until something, I don't know what it was, you know, I want to say it's a spiritual experience, whatever you want to call it, where something clicked and I was like, oh, you've been, I don't want to say doing it wrong, but like, what have you been doing? And I just kind of, at that point, 
so many things hit for me. Like, what are you doing? You're 34 years old. You're very successful. But I mean, a lot of other people might assume I had a lot to show for it. But when I looked at my own internal happiness, I had nothing to show for it. Like my world revolved around my job. Those were my quote unquote, my friends and my family. I barely took vacations. And, you know, other people from an outside perspective might think I have it all. When I knew inside, I was like, oh, I have nothing. That actually matters to me, right? And um, it's just been honestly crazy, beautiful past 10 months, you know, exploring all of this because this internal hunger and thirst for why am I here? What are we doing? What is this world? How can I hold compassion and love more and actually be happy to my own standards and forget everybody else? And I think that's why I'm so particularly excited to obviously um, host this podcast with you, explore these conversations because every day I talk to new people, right? And I, I can just sense it in the air that so many people are having the very same questions, right? And I no, think- No, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, considering we both come from Southern Orange County, uh, we've been sold on the American dream, right? You have mm-hmm. the house, the car, the husband or wife, the kids, the, dog. the good job. Y- yeah. You have all that, but nobody stops to ask like, man, on your way to work every day, do you kind of just feel like ramming your car through a fucking wall? Like, do you ever think of driving off the cliff? Like, nobody asks, are you happy? They just give you this checklist of shit to see, are you accomplished? And being being accomplished and buying things is definitely not the same as being happy or being in touch with your source, which is a whole different level of happiness. And I think that's where so much of the confusion lies. And I can't wait to get in this in later podcasts of why societally we have been, I choose a little bit manipulated to believe that, oh, if I get this car, if I have this bag, if I wear this shirt, if I do this, that this is happiness. And I understand why everything had to happen in my life the way it did now, because I'm so stubborn. I literally had to experience all that and to literally have all of that And then to suddenly take a second and realize like, oh, but you're still not happy. So obviously that's not what is going to provide or make you happy, right? So something is missing. And I look back now and I kind of laugh, like, because if I wasn't born and raised Catholic, I mean, I was an altar girl, I was in choir. If I didn't have all the success and all this, whatever, like I probably would never believe, right? That that wasn't it, that this, this dream that they're selling is not it. And it couldn't be anything further from the truth, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is all just a distraction. And every time you get something off that list of shit to buy, more just gets added <laughs> to the bottom line. So you're always just chasing your tail. Yeah, I had a conversation with one of my coworkers, and we were kind of discussing this, you know, midway through COVID. And he, he had just bought in his wife, uh, bought his wife a new car, right? Like a 2020 I don't even know, Audi Q9 or something. And then he was kind of laughing. He's like, and you know what I wrote under the goal right underneath it? Next year, buyer 2021. And he's like, in my, even in his own head, he was questioning. And these are the type of conversations that I enjoy having with people um, 
you know, just getting the wheels turning, the juices flowing, whatever you want to call it to start questioning, you know, why am I doing these things? And that's what so much of my conversations with my friends and, you know, our acquaintances throughout COVID, they're starting to question things that they never, you would never even consider, right? And I hear so much now in YouTube videos and podcasts and everything, why, 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 why? But I think they weren't taking it seriously or they weren't really asking themselves, why am I waking up at 4 a.m. to do this job? Why am I like, why, who is telling me that I have to do this, right? And I think that people forgot that you do have a choice. We are sovereign beings and we have that choice every single day, a thousand times a day to do or not do something. But people, I feel we have, we've given away our power and we've lost that. And this is the power I think of conversation of, you know, thought experiments and exploring all of these things to get people. If I do anything at all, the thing I want to do, and I don't care if you're questioning me, I'll take it all day long. Why, 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 why everything? Because I think that's where it starts. Why am I doing this? Do I like this? Why not this? Why that? I think um, that's what I want to do for people. Because No, for sure. I think that people are misguided and, you know, back to the buying things, enough seems to never be enough. But when you really look at people who seem to have it all, I mean, yourself, you're very successful in your business, you know, celebrities, actors, people who aren't fulfilled on the inside, who have everything you could possibly want from an outside perspective. Mm -hmm. And they still, you know, choose to take their own lives. They still Mm -hmm. don't have that internal peace and I think that this podcast is going to be great not only just to talk about that but to talk about you don't even have to start checking those things off your list of crap to buy you know you're really making it worse on yourself and living in a state of lack instead of slowly moving forward but also being grateful for what you have and where you're starting from you know I think being grateful that we, for the most part, live in a free society. I know you really like using the term manipulated. Right. Um, but there is also a lot of knowledge that, you know, is free on online. Mm-hmm. And the average American has access to internet. You know, yes. I think it's definitely a time where people are going to start waking up and start questioning things. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. I mean, I-, I see how far it's brought both of us and... Mm-hmm. And yeah, another key point being, this is not just for someone who's quote unquote, got it all figured out, has quote unquote money or time to do this. It's possible for anybody, for the the average person or even the non-average person, because all it takes is you regaining your power, right? And that, yeah. And I think that's, it's always good to hear, right? Because you can look at somebody and be like, oh, that's so unattainable, right? And I think we all do that. Um, but I don't think that's really the case. And I think those are sometimes the roadblocks that unfortunately we set up for ourselves. Um, and that's why I'm so excited for this, uh, and to be moving forward and doing more episodes down the road, um, to definitely learning from our audience or whoever will be listening and experiencing this, uh, amazing time with them. Definitely. Uh, Just to touch on the unattainable or not having time. I used to be the same way. I, you know, I'm all in or nothing. 
So when I first started meditating, it an hour in the morning and an hour at night, and that <laughs> got really tiresome. And right. it started to feel like, man, maybe I don't have enough time for this. Maybe, you know, this isn't my path or something I can achieve. And I started to realize, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour at a time or even, you know, twice a day or whatever, really just to take those moments, even while you're in the shower, to be thoughtful about the things that you're doing and kind of slow your mind down instead of listening to the internal chatter. That alone makes a world of difference as to how you move through your day. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly that it's being present, right? I did some work with the light worker one time and she, she was like, I can already see you scheduling. Okay. Must meditate, you know, 7am and 9pm. And she's like, that's not what it's about, right? Your meditation could be a run. It could be a walk. It could be gardening. It could be anything that is in your present moment. And I think the more that you understand that, and it doesn't have to be this, oh my God, I'm sitting still and I'm not moving. And I'm a yogi with my legs all wrapped up around my head. It's not that complicated, but it's no, not- definitely, you know, yeah. the best book for beginners that I could, uh, recommend would be 10% happier. Okay. That book. So good. I mean, he talks about that Dan Harris. He's a, a newscaster. Mm-hmm. He talks exactly about that, you know, going to these weekend retreats and being worried about maybe sniffling or yawning or making a noise and not being perfect. And we all strive for perfection, especially here. Everything is very fast paced. You know, we like to notch things off. You know, we want to be the best at every single thing that we do. And this is about so much more than that. This is, like you said, really just about being present. It doesn't matter if you have a little sniffle. You know, the fact is that like, you're able to bring your focus back to where you are. Mm -hmm. And not just be beat down all day long by your thoughts. Right. And just being, and this is something that I like to use as example a lot. So many people are like, oh, I don't do yoga. I'm not flexible. And it's like, yes, but that is what is going to help you be flexible. Right. And yoga is not getting into this perfect position and doing it perfectly. Yoga really is about accepting where you are, where you are right now. And I think if I were to honestly ask so many of my friends and colleagues, um, it would be like almost nobody who accepts that. And I think our society, especially at my workplace, you know, they're a big factor to that, right? Because you're constantly striving and striving. And of course we want to be better. But what people I think we forget to understand is that yes, strive to be better, but accept and love who you are right now. Because Yeah, and I mean, celebrate your progress. And you know- uh, We, again, being from Orange County, we got slapped in the face by this wave of yoga and meditation and yoga pants and, you know, all that. And it became something more trendy and again, store bought versus uh, internal practice. You know, it was, well, you're not you're not doing yoga, right? If you're not taking the most expensive classes and you're not wearing Lululemon or whatever, like when all that is bullshit, I mean, you can take a few minutes in the morning when you roll out of bed and do it on the carpet next to you. You don't, nothing has to be perfect. Nothing has to be shared with other people. It's all internal. This isn't something that you really can share with other people, your progress in in the way we're used to, 
you know, I mean, it's not a, it's not a job title or a new car, like finding internal happiness Yeah, is maybe just smiling <laughs> at strangers as you're on your walk, you know, instead like, of like being all in your head upset about something else. Yeah, definitely. You're exactly right. I'm not going to like send a text while I'm like, yo guys, let's just visualize what I'm meditating. I mean, I might now to be honest, <laughs> but it's like a, a select few that I say that to whether of course, like, oh my God, I just got promoted. You know, that's going on my Insta. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, obviously people can do the deeper work in these, these yoga classes and all that stuff. But I feel like it came to Southern Orange County in such a trendy fashion that they really lost touch of what it originally was brought from the East for. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that was my version of starting meditating. Like, well, everyone else is doing it. And I got this cool new app and this is the, but at the time having no idea, you know, where it would lead me to. So yeah, you're hundred percent right there. Definitely. Um, I don't know. It's just an incredible time. Uh, I'm really excited. Do you think you want to wrap this up now? I mean, I think we pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah so can't, can't wait for episode two. Yeah. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, let us know your feedback. Meet you back here next week.